So it's Wednesday afternoon. As always, I'm joined by Paul Harrison from Walk the Talk for a bit of Hong Kong history. And today he's getting all uh, cryptic on me. And he says he's <laughs> going to talk about a butterfly creating a tornado. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Sarah. Um, <laughs> basically, you're saying a small event that caused oh, a rather large one. Yes, with a, a large loss of life, unfortunately. Just because uh, uh, what we would call a net teacher on holiday in Macau from St Paul's College, now opposite Hong Kong U, refused to lift his hat okay. at a ceremony. Let's, um, let's put this in perspective. What date are we talking? We are talking June, early June 1849. Okay, so a while ago yeah, then. Yes. And who was James Summers? Well, he was teaching at St Paul's College uh, on Bonham Road. It's still there. And he was a, this is a Protestant school, and he was very Protestant. And it was a naval regatta in Macau. Um, and the Royal Navy had sent some boats, the US Navy had sent some boats too, and presumably the Portuguese had some vessels there, and he had gone over to see the show. And was he British? He was British. Right. And um, the day before that was the Festival of Corpus Christi, the Body of Christ, uh, in which the Catholic Church and the Governor walked down the streets of Macau, and you're meant to show respect. But one of the differences between Catholicism and Protestantism is that Catholics believe that the bread in the communion is the actual body of Christ, whereas Protestants think it's just a piece of bread. And Summers was a Protestant, and he's not going to show his respect by lifting his hat to a piece of bread. That would be idolatrous and silly. So he wasn't going to do it. And his friend said, you must do it, you must do it. You're upsetting the locals. Look, they're all staring at you. Then a priest comes over and says, I can't do a Portuguese accent, so I'll do it in <laughs> mine. Please, sir, can you remove your hat? This is our festival and we want you to show respect. And he still keeps his hat firmly on his head. And then the governor spots him. And the governor, who was Amaral, um, sends over one of his officials and says, if he doesn't remove his hat, I'm going to have him arrested. So even that doesn't stop him, and he gets arrested and put in jail. And the British had a rule that only the British could try British people in China. And because the Royal Navy had been in town, there was a Captain Henry Keppel in the area who thought Macau's China. I'm not going to have a British person arrested in my watch. So he lands a party of Royal Marines in the prior, I guess in the middle of night, so no one would spot them. And they go to where the prison was, which is, I guess, near the Leo Senado, the big marketplace in the middle of Macau. And they knock down the prison. Um, they at, knock down. Oh, well, they get <laughs> into the prison and they kill one of the Macanese guards and wound three others, but rescue James Summers and get him out and put him on a Royal Navy boat and he escapes. Now, Slightly over the top, the top reaction. Yes, for someone not removing a hat. Now, Portugal is actually England's oldest friend. The treaty of friendship between our countries goes back to something like the 14th century. And in the First World War, Portugal sent two divisions 
to the front because of it. Uh, but China thought, aha, there's now a gap between the British and the Portuguese. The Opium War was less than 10 years previously. We've, we can maybe now get rid of the, the Macau. So a poster goes up in um, Canton offering a, a prize for the head of Amaral, the Macanese governor. Um, Amaral had lost an arm in service of his country on a border boat off Brazil. Sorry, China asked for the head of the Macanese governor? Yes. Wow. Because they wanted to start trouble. Yes, and they thought, well, maybe we can just swap Macau for Hong Kong and reclaim Macau. And so we're back to just one foreign um, port on our southern coast. Amaral is reckoned to be one of the greatest Macanese governors, and he was also a good chap. He was supporting a Chinese family who were living just outside the border in China, and he went there with just his aid, even though there was a reward up for him, to give her the arms money that he gave her regularly. And the Chinese spotted him, a boy ran out, hit him across the face with a stick, his horse reared up, his aid disappeared, and Amaral was left facing seven Chinese people, who cut off his other arm, and then cut off his head. My God. And then took it back and they claimed their reward. The Portuguese investigated the case and found out that the guards who were the border guards had been paid to look the other way because they should have come to his rescue. And so they were arrested. And they, the Portuguese decided they weren't going to bury uh, Amaral's body before he was complete. So they needed the head and the arm back. Yes. So to push the negotiations along and to show the, that the Portuguese weren't going to stand for any nonsense, the Portuguese attacked Duhai. A Lieutenant Mosquita went with 17 artillerymen, one French-made howitzer, and 20 infantrymen, which is not a lot to attack China with. But the howitzer fired once at the Chinese fort and got a very lucky shot and then broke, um, which rather messed about his plans. So his 37 soldiers, because they'd now kicked the hornet's nest, fixed bayonets, charged and won against hundreds of local soldiers. Good Lord. This shamed China. They returned the arm and the head to Macau but to play disrespect for it, it came in a very small old boat and the arm and the head were in a pig basket. And so how did it all finish? Was that the end of it? They returned to the status before the war. Status quo. For Keppel, he um, was in deep trouble because Portugal's England's oldest ally. Palmerston wrote, had to write a letter of apology to Portugal and they promised to pay a pension to the dead family. Keppel got told off, but Keppel had a Teflon-like career. Before this area, he had stopped pirates and slavers. After this, he managed to sink a boat near Hong Kong, HMS Raleigh, hit a rock and sank. 
but um, he rose to the rank of Admiral, fought in the Crimea War, and has a harbour in Singapore named after him, Keppel Harbour. And uh, what about Mr Summers? He went back to teaching irregular verbs and declining them at St Paul's. Do you think he was aware of the whole fiasco that carried on behind him? Mm. Well, we'll never know the details because he Uh, seems to disappear from history. And I guess the moral to the story is when in Rome, do as the Romans, or when in Macau, (laughs) do as the Macanese. Uh, Paul, thank you very much. My pleasure. See you next week. Okay.